Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, your go-to source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development. We hope you tune in often for all things people management, organizational development and change, organizational leadership, and social impact related. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. As part of our new HBR Minute series, spotlighting thought-provoking HBR videos and their key takeaways, today I explore Amy Morin's recent HBR video, How to Build Your Mental Strength. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I'm excited to have the chance to share this HBR Minute with all of you as we look at a very brief HBR clip and I intersperse some of my thinking along with it. Today, we're looking at Amy Morin's recent HBR video, How to Build Your Mental Strength, based on insights from her book, 13 Things Mentally Strong People don't do. Mental strength is really a continuum. Everybody possesses it to some degree, just like physical strength. But people aren't either mentally strong or mentally weak. It's that we have a certain amount of mental strength. And then we can always choose to become stronger. There's always room for improvement. It's all about the choices you make, the exercises you do, and the way that you choose to live your life. I really like thinking about our mental strength in terms of a continuum, and that it's something that we can develop, we can exercise, and we can strengthen over time as we do certain things. And so in this video, she's going to be talking about some things we shouldn't do, and she's going to talk about some things that we can't do uh, if we want to be mentally strong. But ultimately, the general premise of just recognizing how we can strengthen that mental strength muscle and that we can develop it is really empowering because it helps us realize that there is potential for something perhaps better than what we've experienced in the past if we feel overwhelmed uh, as, as we're trying to develop greater resilience. You know it's a problem when you feel like you're not reaching your greatest potential. When you know that there are things you could be doing but you don't do them because something's holding you back, it's usually our mindset. There's something going on that's causing us to not take those steps that we want to take. there's a big difference between being mentally strong and acting tough and a lot of people get that mixed up. So people who are acting tough will say things like failure isn't an option. Well if you want to be mentally strong it's more about recognizing failure might actually happen but I'm strong enough to deal with it if it does. So whether you're going to ask for a promotion or you're going to apply for a new job it's not about positive thinking and thinking this is definitely going to turn out right. Maybe it's about realistic thinking and recognizing this may not work but to also remind yourself you're strong enough to handle it. It's about being mentally tough. It's not about putting on a show as though nothing bothers us. That's just not true. Everyone deals with challenges. Everyone has things that stress them out, that causes anxiety, fears that they may have. Uh, It's not about whether or not we feel those emotions, because we do. 
but it's about how we respond to them. It's about the resilience that we have when we experience those things and how we choose to respond in those moments when we have that heightened sense of anxiety or fear or uh, anticipation about what's coming that perhaps we're having a negative physiological response to. So it's about being, being mentally tough and it's about being resilient and it's about the expectations as she describes that we can recognize how we're going to respond to those challenges that we face. So anxiety is meant to keep us safe. If you didn't have any anxiety, you wouldn't look both ways before you cross the road. If there's a hungry lion chasing you, you knew to run. And somewhere along the lines, we started confusing, say, social rejection and small failures in the office with thinking that somehow that's dangerous. In today's world, we don't face nearly as many of those same physical kinds of dangers. Maybe it is a social risk. Maybe it's a financial risk. Our brains often have false alarms. If you're in a situation where you're in physical danger, you want that alarm bell to go off. But you don't want it to go off when you're just, say, asking for a raise because it makes it much more difficult to do. So just recognizing I'm not in danger, my body thinks I am, and that's why my heart is beating fast and my palms are sweaty. But that just because you feel that way doesn't mean that you shouldn't take the risk. That physiological response is natural. It's going to happen. And we can't necessarily rid ourselves of it, but we just need to be able to learn to recognize that when we're feeling that anxiety in a moment where we're not actually in danger, that we can choose a different sort of reaction, that we don't have to give into it. And so being mentally tough, mentally strong, is all about understanding what an appropriate response is to the types of stimuli that we're facing. Uh, one thing that I learned years ago, when I was in college, I had a professor who talked about finding your confident calm. When you find yourself in those scary situations, you're public speaking, you're in front of an important executive, you're, you're trying to convey a difficult idea and persuade somebody, and you know a lot is writing on the decision that's going to be made. You know, these are all types of situations where chances are our heart's going to be beating fast. Chances are we are going to be a little sweaty. We're going to be nervous. Uh, there's going to be some anxiety. Most people will feel that type of anxiety because that's how our bodies are built and how our mind is built. But if you can go to a place where you can find your confident calm, where you can do some, some mental exercises, you can do that self-talk, you can do the calming, the deep breaths. Um, there's a variety of different things that you can try to do, but where you visualize your response to those difficult situations and you can find your confidence amidst the anxiety, that's when we have our best opportunity to push down um, the, the physiological natural response to the situation and we can convey the confidence that we actually have despite our nervousness, that we can be proactive and productive in that instance rather than folding inward and retreating from the uh, stimuli, from that thing that's making us nervous. I'm excited to announce the publication of my new book from HCI Press, Bluer Than Indigo Leadership, The Journey of Becoming a Truly Remarkable Leader. 
Early in my adult life, I learned about an Asian proverb that translates as bluer than indigo. If you think about the color indigo, it is a brilliant, deep, and vibrant blue. What some would call the bluest of blues. To have something that is bluer than indigo is rare and truly remarkable. Contrary to popular myth, there is no one-size-fits-all or cookie-cutter approach to effective leadership. There's no silver bullet, no secret sauce, no go-to model that will solve all of our problems. The truth is, great leaders have all had their unique strengths and flaws, and have all had to discover and then pave their own distinctive path in their life's journey to fulfill their leadership potential. Bluer Than Indigo Leadership will help you discover your own path and explore those ordinary, everyday actions that will help you respond to an uncertain future and produce extraordinary results for individuals, teams, and organizations. part of building mental strength is about doing things that challenge you. Just like if you wanted to build physical strength, you need to lift weights. And when those weights aren't heavy anymore, you need to lift heavier weights. So it comes down to recognizing what's kind of uncomfortable for you and how do you take those steps. And it's different for all of us. For some people, speaking up in a meeting is terrifying. For other people, it's no big deal. They can't stop talking, in fact. So to just recognize, what are some small things I could do that would challenge myself? And it might be striking up a conversation at a networking event. It might be saying I'm going to speak up two times in every meeting I go to. Or maybe it's about I'm going to respond to emails and say no because I'm a people pleaser. Just asking yourself, what are some small things that I could do that would be a little bit risky, that would challenge me to step outside my comfort zone, and, and then keep practicing it until it doesn't get scary anymore? What are some small things I can do to challenge myself? It's about exercising that and developing that mental strength. So we we all can improve. We all can develop that muscle of mental strength and resilience. But we have to put ourselves in situations where we can challenge ourselves, where we have to do hard things, where we're pushed a little bit past our comfort zone because it's in that tension. It's in that moment of difficulty that we learn and grow. Just like physical exercise, we break down the muscular tissue and then it rebuilds even stronger. And if we put ourselves in situations where we can stretch, where we can challenge ourselves, where we can actually learn the confidence that we have because we can do hard things, then we're gonna be in a much better situation to deal with the next hard thing that comes. The more that you keep challenging yourself at a, at a moderate pace, the more that you realize you're stronger than you think. And you'll actually train your brain to see yourself as more capable and more competent than you think that you are. Because there's a good chance right now your brain will talk you out of doing anything that's uncomfortable. Your brain wants you to stay in your comfort zone. So it will tell you, don't apply for that new job. Don't speak up in that meeting. Nobody's going to listen to you. Don't volunteer to give a presentation. When you do those things, even though your brain's telling you not to, your brain will start to shift. It will start to see, okay, maybe you can do these things. Once you train your brain to think differently, it becomes easier because then your brain won't try to talk you out of doing anything that's uncomfortable. And sometimes you just have to think about worst case scenario. You apply for a promotion and you don't get it. Well then, how would you handle that? What would you do? 
And sometimes we imagine ourselves just so fragile that we think we can't handle it. We think, oh, I'll be so sad, I'll be so embarrassed. But to really just take a minute and think, well, how could I handle feeling sad? How can I handle my embarrassment in a healthy way? Just reminding yourself of that can give you the courage to, to take the leap. I'm a big believer in this worst case scenario kind of an approach to dealing with the challenges that we face in life. Not worst case scenario in terms of being pessimistic, in terms of thinking, oh, I shouldn't even try, I shouldn't even bother because nothing good is going to happen anyways, and all that negative self-talk that sometimes we allow our, ourselves to, to indulge in in our brains. I'm talking about worst case scenario to help us realize that, you know, even if this does, doesn't go great, even if the presentation fails, even if I fumble over my words, even if I don't persuade my leader to have the desired outcome that I want, what's the worst thing that can happen? And the chances are the worst thing that can happen isn't really that bad. And then we can start to plan uh, accordingly. We can start to plan for the worst case and be prepared for that kind of a situation, also recognizing that usually the worst case scenario doesn't happen. And it allows us to address the anxiety, the stress that we may hold amidst the difficulty, the challenge that we face, and ultimately retrain our brain to not have that fl the fight or flight response, but rather that we can find calmness amidst the adversity and step forward into the darkness a little bit So even though I've been talking about mental strength for years now, I continue to still challenge myself and find things that are tough. And again, it's not always about what other people might think is tough. I can get on stage, I can speak in front of a group of people, and I feel like that is comfortable. But sometimes what's not as comfortable is, say, going to a networking event where I don't know anybody. So I challenge myself before I walk in the door. I'm going to meet five people when I'm here today. And so I'm always finding different ways in my life to say, how do I get better? How can I get stronger? How can I challenge myself to be slightly uncomfortable? And life gets so much easier. The things that I used to find difficult, no problem now. And so I just always am working at how do you just stay just uncomfortable enough that you feel like you're growing, learning, and building more mental muscle. I really appreciate Amy's perspective on how we can build our mental strength. It's about rewiring our brain. It's about changing the way we respond to external stimuli. And we don't have to give in to the anxiety and stress that faces us when something challenging is in front of us. But if we start to build confidence over time as we do difficult, challenging things, we build that muscle. We can face more challenging things in the future. And it's not about being able to have this false sense of confidence where we put on this image for people around us, where we puff out our chest and we can demonstrate and show how, how confident we are. That's not what being mentally strong is about at all. In fact, being mentally strong requires us to be vulnerable. It requires us to recognize our insecurities. It requires us to be self-reflective and to understand where our gaps are, where our weaknesses are. And in fact, at that point where we fully recognize and understand that about ourselves, we're in a better position to then address those challenges, to shift our mindset, to quiet that negative self-talk that may be occurring in our brains. And ultimately, we can learn a little bit and grow a little bit each and every day as we face those challenges. I hope that you will carefully consider what 
we've been exploring together today. I appreciate you joining me and I hope everyone stays healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you have a great week. The Alchemy of Truly Remarkable Leadership. Ordinary, everyday actions that produce extraordinary results. Consider how the nature of work has shifted over the past 50 years. With increased globalization, rapid technological advancement, and the shift in economic composition, the average job of today looks very different than the average job of 50 years ago. What will the jobs and organizations of tomorrow look like? Moreover, what does this all mean for organizational leaders? What are the core competencies and capabilities of organizations and their leadership that are prepared for continued disruption and geopolitical and socioeconomic shifts? Regardless of what the future holds, increasingly, leaders need to be socially minded, data-driven, decisive, champions of talent, and disruptors of the traditional notions of leadership, teams, organizations, and work. The alchemy of truly remarkable leadership will help you to explore your own leadership competencies and capabilities and consider ways to apply and implement them into your workplace and personal life. Check out Human Capital Innovations magazine, Human Capital Leadership. Human Capital Leadership is a free interactive e-magazine with the mission to help individuals, leaders, and organizations find innovative approaches to maximize their human capital potential. We publish issues quarterly in August, November, February, and May. Take a look at the latest issue and let us know what you think. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week.